Hi, this is Dina, Senior Producer at the Telly Awards. Are you a talented creative ready to show the world a new point of view with your work? We want to see it. We're currently open for entries and the early deadline for submission is December 10th. The Telly Awards honors the best of video and television across all screens, but that's not all we do. Subscribe to receive the Telly Awards newsletter to stay up to date on our season, uncover inspiration and trends for your work, or be connected to the best talent this industry has to offer. You'll get access to past Telly Award winners from around the globe, trends and insights not available outside our database, including features with executive talent on our original series, Hot Takes, and first notice of our exclusive Telly Award events and programming. Make sure you sign up for free at the bottom of the page at tellyawards.com. Hello and welcome to the Telly Awards podcast, the podcast that brings together two leaders from the video and television community with similar expertise in different disciplines to share their craft, debate their differences and find the common ground in their forms of storytelling. I'm your host, Executive Director of the Telly Awards, Sabrina Dridge. On this episode, we were beyond thrilled to welcome not only one, but two Telly Award winners, David Lennon, Executive Creative Director of Fortune Media, and Holly Fraser, Editor-in-Chief, Senior Director of Content at We Transfer and We Present. We invited these two folks to dive in and compare how David's approach overseeing the creation of branded content work for clients such as Zurich and Netflix, differed, or in this case proved to be very similar, with Holly's editorial work commissioning and curating work from the likes of Riz Ahmed and Marina Abramovich for the We Present platform. It turns out that unsurprisingly, that trust, collaboration and close relationships are always critical to the success of producing work, whether it be in-house on behalf of a brand or in the pursuit of producing work for brand clients. Take a listen, enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with our future monthly episodes. But for now, on with the show. Welcome both. Dave, Holly, so pleased to have you. This is our first ever season of the Teddy Awards podcast, so we're particularly thrilled to have you. We have two Brits here joining from New York. And Holly, you're based in London, but we were just chatting about the fact that you're normally in Amsterdam. We transfer to HQ over there. Um, but it's such a pleasure to bring you both together and to introduce you to each other. So as you know, the premise here is to bring two different experts working within video or television, audiovisual in some capacity, with similar roles or seemingly similar roles and expertise in different contexts to come together, share their approaches so we can kind of unearth similarities and perhaps differences in your work as our conversation develops. Um, it is a conversation. So if any questions come up for each other that you want to pose to Dave or Holly, please interject and go ahead um, with these questions. But I'll admit something first. Um, when we first curated you both in efforts to explore the potential dichotomy between creating work for brands or other brands versus putting work out in the world on behalf of a brand. Um, so in this case, we want to explore the differences between Dave, your role as the executive creative director at Fortune, where you create branded content for third party clients versus Holly creating and curating and commissioning editorial work on behalf of WeTransfer. Um, but of course, as I dug into this and research more, Holly, you also in fact instigated the branded work that we present does for other brands like Adobe and MailChimp. Um, but I think for this conversation, we'd love to focus on your editorial work for We Present. We're so curious to hear how your editorial work interplays and inter intuitively kind of represents the larger brand values that we present. And I think it's a really good foil for Dave's work kind of in the branded content studio space. But all this context to say, um, let's kick this off. And I think it's always better to kind of hear from you directly 
in your own words, what it is that you do. Um, so starting with you, Dave, what does it mean to be an ECD at Fortune? Tell us all. Uh, I think it's basically, you know, we've got a very influential global business audience of Fortune, and it's our job to create stories that engage our audience and make them smarter about whatever the topic is and do it in a way that doesn't ever feel like they're just being advertised at or we're just reeling off product points. It's really kind of trying to tell, it's often overused, but like, you know, human storytelling, but like really kind of don't tell people about a product, tell people about the girl that made the product and why she did it a certain way and what that meant and how that changed things. You know, that's kind of how we like to approach it with the whole team. Holly, what about you? What does it mean and what does it look like to be an editor-in-chief at a place like we present and we transfer, of course? We transfer as, as a company kind of, you know, back to the beginning, 12 years ago when it started, is always a company that's been very much embedded in the creative community. It was founded by two creatives way back when, 12 years ago seems like a long time ago now. And we present kind of grew out of that creativity. We used to curate the wallpaper backgrounds that we transfer with artists from all over the world. That gained quite a lot of traction, a lot of interest from our, you know, global users, which now totals 80 million. Um, so in 2018, we kind of turned that initiative into We Present, which is our editorial and digital arts platform. So I run the team there. And what we do is create representative stories about creativity from around the world and bespoke artist projects across film, music, literature, art design and photography. And we make them on a daily basis and kind of put them out into the world. They, they don't have so much to do with the products that we transfer creates, but very much to do with the kind of central ethos of us as a company, which is that, you know, creativity is important and needs to be fostered. Definitely. I didn't know it was a daily, daily output. That's, that's huge. Almost daily, about four times a week. So. so Holly, you kind of talked a little bit about this and actually Dave too. You're both striving to create work that is authentic. I don't love that word, but I can't think of another one to use instead of that. But that has integrity and shares a really clear and unique story that builds brand credibility and brand awareness, whether that's overtly or passively. How do you produce and share work that is able to both build brand awareness whilst also sharing a really compelling story? The main thing is the whole arc of, of what we do is basically that clients either ask us or, or we proactively go to them to tell a story about a product or service. But I think the key thing that a lot of people miss is really that relationship with clients, getting them to believe in you and your vision and what you and the team want to do. The journey starts there. Like People always talk about the audience journey, but I think it's really a client journey, at least for our business, where you need to listen to them. You need to understand what they want to do. It's a cliche, but rather than giving them what they want, give them what they need. And I think the best relationships that I've had with clients have always been where we've been like brutally honest with each other at the start of the project and just got worse. The rule of thumb I kind of use, especially when it's a multi-year clients, is that when they go from being your LinkedIn mate to being your Facebook mate, <laughs> because everyone's invested in everyone else's success. And I think... When you've got that relationship, then it enables you and them to come up with ideas and concepts that can really kind of step outside of what the standard is for them. Jim Pearcey, who I used to work with, he's a Wall Street Journal in London. He boiled it down to like four words, which was be honest and be brave. And it's like, it really annoys me that I'm saying his name on the podcast. <laughs> but I can't top that, you know? It's like, what do I say? Like, 
uh, be honest, comma brave. It's like that's it. That's that's literally it. And I think all the best work that I've ever done, and I think he's ever done, falls under that completely. Yeah. It sounds like, I mean, trust is a big part of it also. I think obviously for Holly, it's a bit different, but the, the editorial work that you're commissioning, curating is kind of obviously embedding a brand awareness for we transfer in this beautifully um, intrinsic way. Like how how do you, when you're thinking about what you want to commission and what work you want to do, how are you thinking about how that aligns with the kind of brand awareness piece for the company? I think it's it's interesting. I was listening to what Dave was saying and listening to you, Sabrina, saying you don't like the word authentic and then listening to Dave talk about relationship. And it's it's interesting. I actually think there's a lot of synergy between what Dave was saying and how we work on editorial. It's essentially it comes down to being human, I think. And, you know, we're not trying to ram products down people's throats through the stories we're telling. We want it to be human we want it to be interesting it has to be like a piece of content that you'd actually and i almost hate the word content because it's quite dismissive sometimes of artwork i mean it's it's everything isn't it but when we work with artists or creatives it's about finding that human connection it's about trust is a huge part of it it's them trusting us and ultimately it's also us trusting them and i don't think that when you're in the editorial space especially the editorial space for a brand you can work with an artist and not trust them because it's not going to work. You're not going to come away with a collaboration that feels, you know, fruitful for both of you. And it's not going to be something you're going to want to share because there'll be these tension points throughout if you don't trust the vision. So I think for us, it's very much about being open to artists. We have a, a very, very open dialogue throughout any project. We collaborate from the very beginning. You know, we're working on a film with someone at the moment and we're in the script reads. We're looking at, you know, casting. We're kind of having conversations about would this character say this? What would this character do? And the artists ultimately, you know, I think you you build up a reputation where the artists trust you as a platform and as a brand. And for us at WeTransfer, that's that's very valuable. And it's something we've done, I guess, kind of slowly and we've been co- quite quiet about it. But it's something that is hugely important to, you know, if we're talking about brand credibility, that word of mouth kind of credibility and collaboration that comes from working with artists has been something that's really sustained us, especially on We Present, but also I think through We Transfer as well. And ultimately, yeah, like like I said, it's about trusting an artist's vision. It's about making sure that you're not trying to, you know, overlay your own kind of brand perspective onto somebody else's art, which I think never works and is always very, very transparent when that happens and people don't want to buy into something fickle. So for us, I think they're the, they're the key points, and, you know, to, to Dave's point about it being about a relationship between, you know, him and his clients. I think for us, it's exactly the same. It's a relationship between us and the creatives and artists that we work with. And it's about, you know, making sure that, that what we're putting out into the world is is credible and is something that they stand behind and, and we do as well. Definitely. I mean, the body of work you now have just speaks for itself. I should imagine at the beginning, was it a bit harder to find those relationships and collaborations when it was like in its nascent stages as a platform? Yeah, definitely. And I think what we've really worked on is is credibility first and it's it's quality. And, you know, we are a platform that don't churn out loads and loads of sort of clickbait style content. It's very considered. We worked on a, a really successful film that came out last year with Riz Ahmed and it that was in the works for over a year. I know he's he's amazing. That that was one that of our favorite pieces. Piece is to work phenomenal. On. If you haven't yeah. seen it already, please run to be present now and, and take a look. It was it blew my mind. Thank you very much. No, it's it's uh, it's a film called The Long Goodbye. And um that for example, we worked on, you know, with, very closely with Riz and the director and Neil Korea for about a year. And I think that that's important, you know, with work that needs to be seen, that you want to start a conversation, that you want to have impact. It can't be something that feels disposable or throwaway. You need to take the time to make sure that, you know, the message is coming through and that the work is is being seen, you know, as, as best as it possibly can be. And I think for us that we present, that's always been 
you know, the key to what we do. And, and I agree with you, it has been kind of a, I say slow burn. I mean, we're only, we only started in 2018. It's not that long ago, really. Seems like a world ago, but it's not. You know, as we've worked with more and more artists and sort of built up a reputation for, you know, working with them in a very, very open, honest and collaborative way, more people have kind of come, you know, knocking saying, oh, I saw what you did with this artist or this artist. Would you, you know, be willing to have a discussion about this project that I want to do? And I think what works really well for us is when we work with artists, we don't follow necessarily like a news cycle. You know, we're not in junkets for films or things like that, where the content is going to be inevitably very, very similar. So when we work with people, we sort of say to them, you know, come to us with a project that you've always wanted to do, but it's never fitted into your schedule before. It's not something that's tied to an album release or a film or whatever. And I think that's when the editorial work gets really interesting because it says something more about the artist. It's a bit more personal, a bit more intimate and candid. And that's the work that we really try to put out at We Present. But yeah, it, do, it does all come from, you know, conversations. We, we've just wrapped a 18-month collaboration with the artist Marina Abramovich. In... I'm going to ask you about that. Okay, I'll stop talking about that. I'm going to ask you about that because that also <laughs> blew my mind. That's that's coming up. But obviously, you know, we're talking about relationships and collaborations. And I'm always curious about people who are generating this kind of work within an organization. What does the kind of internal relationships between different departments look like? So when you're ideating and curating and producing and you're pitching, how involved are you with other departments in the process, whether that be obviously editorial in your case, Holly, is you. So that is you. But for you, Dave, internally, are you working with either the Fortune editorial teams or the marketing teams and the PR teams? Like, What does that internal relationship building look like? We've got a content studio that's within Fortune. We're part of the sales organization. And I answer into our CRO, Mike Schneider, at the sales Alongside us, we've got the marketing department and they're kind of the two main clients internally for what we do. There's like this separation of church and state between us and editorial and commercial doesn't influence what editorial put out. We don't work with any of the journalists or even the editors. Some other content studios might and, and find kind of backdoors into them, but we don't. We let them produce their editorial. We might produce content that goes around that or into that in some way but they're left to do their thing we're left to do ours which is great and we kind of prefer it that way but it's really just you know it's like that client journey that i talked about we've got like the internal clients as well and it's the same thing and it takes a lot longer than you think it would sure and i was surprised that you kind of refer to them as your internal clients that is the relationship you have with the other departments it's basically like our term client is like wherever the work is coming from and so yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Plus, we don't just do commercial content. We also work with marketing to kind of work on a lot of campaigns that Fortune have got going. Like a, there's a big subscription push. We've got Fortune Connect, which launched in a pandemic, which was a kind of uh, online community for business professionals around the world, kind of pushing a lot of DEI uh, and better leadership practices and business mm -hmm. kind of as a force for good and helping people set tomorrow's leaders up to basically have the tools they need to really help change the companies that they're working within. And so it's interesting because, you know, the work changes all the time. And most of the work that we're doing is external because we're very busy with clients. But then we've got these internal projects too, which are kind of fun to help shape this newly independent fortune, which I think 2018 as well, we went independent, Holly. So it's the same kind of time period as you. For you, Holly, then, obviously you're running editorial, like you are the mastermind of that. Are you working internally with your marketing and your 
PR teams and what does that look like and how are they involved in the process of the work that you're doing? It's an interesting one with us because I, I would imagine we transfer as a company generally is, is a fair amount smaller than, than Fortune. We're about 300 roughly across different departments. We're 200. Oh, I would I would have thought you guys were much bigger. It's a 90-year-old brand, but it's it's always been part of other organizations. Now we're independent. We're growing. I think it's over 200, probably 250. Oh, so we're quite similar, really, in size. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know. So the well, the editorial team, we present team, is one of the smaller teams in the company. There's about eight of us. And we're we're quite on a day-to-day level, quite insular. You know, we have our own editorial and curation meetings. We come up with the projects and the stories and the artists that we work with ourselves. But then once a project is sort of greenlit and is is moving, we do definitely work with other departments in the company. Most closely, it would be our in-house studio. So we transfers creative studio work on everything from the ads that you see on a wallpaper if we transfer to our, you know, overarching brand campaigns to the design of the pages from for some of our bigger editorial commissions. Um, so we work very closely with them. Again, it's it's always an open dialogue. You know, the the designers and the creative director from the studio team will be very involved with the sort of look and feel of of some of the creative projects. Not necessarily the sort of journalistic side of them, but more how they show up in a we transfer sense. And then when it comes to our marketing team, we work on kind of tentpole moments for the company together. So you mentioned earlier, Sabrina, we, we run every year something called the Ideas Report when we transfer, which is essentially a, a global survey of we transfer users to get a test and sort of it's almost like a litmus test for where creativity is at at any given moment. And we run that at the end of every year. We work closely with the marketing team on things like that, for example, to sort of contextualize those kind of insights into, a, into an editorial sense. So we'll work with the marketing team, you know, when it's an overarching brand moment. But other than that, we're, we're quite separate. Most of our marketing team are also in, in L.A., um, and the editorial team is mostly based in in Europe. And then also, you know, we work quite closely with our PR and comms team to, you know, get the stories out there when it's turning something from an editorial, you know, story on, on the site into something that's more of a kind of community moment. Um, that's when the, the comms team will sort of ideate what that looks like in a real life sense, which is what we did with the most recent Marina Bramovich project. But for the most part, we are kind of, you know, coming up with the ideas and executing uh, as a team of about eight people let's talk about some specific projects and how they came to life and just I think we'll learn a bit more about just the day-to-day of getting projects up and running in your various roles but Holly so let's start with you the phenomenal project that was just released last week in collaboration with Marina Abramovich called Traces it is an immersive digital time capsule on and offline and I wish I could see the offline version in London but I was poking through the website that is just so beautifully designed. Tell us more about the project, how it came about, how the collaboration came about, how the concept was developed and just the interplay between your role and working with Marina. Would love to hear all about that. So this is one of those interesting ones we were talking about earlier where you know when I first started at We Present in 2019 Myself and our arts editor, Suzanne, were like, God, wouldn't it be amazing one day to work with Marina Abramovich? And we, you know, we were sort of gaining some momentum with some of the projects that we were doing. We'd worked with Tate, Serpentine, Royal Academy. We'd released the Riz Ahmed film, which did really well. And, you know, lo and behold, one day in December 2019, just as we were kind of wrapping up for Christmas, we get an email saying, Marina Abramovich is interested in talking to WeTransfer. Would you guys be interested in seeing where this goes? <laughs> That's amazing. And there was some sort of running around the office and OMG, OMG this can't be real like okay it's you know it's never gonna happen it's gonna cost millions and millions of pounds let's not 
get ahead of ourselves. But we had a conversation with Marina's team. They said that she'd seen some of the work that we'd done on WeTransfer and she liked the brand and wanted to see what a collaboration could look like. So what we did is we all sort of had a a panicked pre-Christmas sit-down meeting with the editorial team where we kind of were like, okay, if we wanted to work with Marina Brambridge, what would we love to do? What what do we what what would the project look like? And we had a few kind of keywords that she was interested in at the moment. And one of the keywords that stood out to us was this idea of legacy. And Marina obviously is a performance artist and something that she'd been talking about to us was, you know, what does performance art look like when the artist is no longer around to perform the work? What does that mean for the art form? You know, how does it live on and, and what do people take from that? So we essentially concepted this idea of a, a time capsule and sent it over to Marina's team. She really liked it, which in of itself was a moment. <laughs> there must have been a moment for sure. Yeah, quite. You know, and then from there, we essentially had a, a very open dialogue with her where we'd send over an idea. Marina would sort of add on to it and say, yes, I like this, but I'd like to also do this, this and this with it. That went on for several months and the project was was moved back a couple of times because obviously, you know, the effects of the pandemic made themselves known. And essentially, though, what it what it turned into was a just over a year long partnership with three specific moments. The first one was Marina acting as our first ever guest curator on We Present, because usually we, we do all the curation of the artists ourselves. And Marina chose five artists that she felt would come to define the future of performance art. We profiled each of them. The second part, which we launched a few months after that, was the first ever digital manifestation of the famous Abramovich method, which was quite funny because our comms director, she told us when she had applied for the job at WeTransfer and had you know, done a task, what she had put forward was, wouldn't it be great if one day we could have Marina Abramovich <laughs> sort of staring at you from a WeTransfer wallpaper? And, Manifestation. You know, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Serendipity. So the Abramovich method we put out in June of this year, which was four different exercises taken from the Abramovich method turned into a digital experience for users. And that went out to our 80 million monthly users. And then last month, uh, we launched Traces, which was essentially the culmination of the project. It was a physical exhibition in London, which was the time capsule made real, essentially. Marina was in attendance and she gave a small talk to the audience on the opening night. But what we wanted to to make sure we were doing with it is, you know, obviously not everyone could be in London for a four-day event. And one of the kind of cornerstones of, of We Present is that, you know, we're as democratic as possible in the work that we do. We're also a global company. We wanted to make sure that we weren't just, you know, Mm-hmm. centralizing this event to London or to Londoners. So we turned it into a digital immersive platform as well, where people can explore each of the five objects that Marina would choose to preserve for future generations. And that will live on the site indefinitely. So people, no matter where they are in the world, can uh, sort of get a glimpse into Marina's methods and her I creation got lost practice. on that site for a solid 20 minutes. When oh, I should- good. <laughs> That's fine. That'll be great for analytics. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and in terms of the production, was that done in-house or were you working with a bunch of kind of external partners on that? So we worked with the London-based production company Family, who do a lot of shows for London Fashion Week. I'd known their work from my previous role in working in fashion. They're also a small, pretty small team. So we work really, really collaboratively with them, which is, I think, kind of, you know, it's how we work on everything, whether it's mm-hmm. with an artist or whether it's with a production company. It's an open dialogue constantly. It's a collaboration. But we sort of, you know, explained to them what the vision was, some of the ideas that Marina had, and they translated that into a physical experience rather. And then we used our in-house ad creation and development team to build the immersive version of that in a digital sense as well so it was it was you know it was a lot of work but it was a hugely rewarding uh, experience and 
a, a bit of a one of those funny things after it was over we sort of sat around being like wow that's that's done now a kind of a pinch me moment but I think it's you know it's it's kind of a nice oh, we're not quite at the end of the year we've got a few more things to go but almost you know tent uh, pole in the ground moment rather for for we present for the the work we've done over the last few years so for you Dave a very different project we're going to go from from art to Zurich which was a project that won a telly award I want to say so this project you worked on with pro golfer Colin Morikawa as kind of a way to share the key message of the campaign which was breaking through similar questions like how did that concept develop was that in relationship to your in-house team obviously with the client as well but tell us about how that came about and I'd love to hear about just like how you guys approach crewing and production as well our head of sales Mike went over to Chicago with a salesperson Gina to meet the client and over lunch as they were talking about needing a new tv commercial a sponsor Zurich Golf Ambassadors, so they've got Justin Rose, Billy Horschel. At the time, this like young kid golfer, Colin Murakawa. We started to talk to them. We jumped on, on a call. I hadn't done TV commercials for a while. I think the last time was at Bloomberg. Some stuff had crossed over onto TV, but it was never created for TV. And so we started speaking to them back in January 2020. We went out to the Bahamas with director Nina Meredith to go out and shoot this spot with Justin Rose, English golfer, top five golfer. And we shot that commercial. We shot some branded content films. And it was Colin's first branded content video ever Mm -hmm. in his career. But he's like tipped to be the next huge global superstar. And he was like the nicest guy. He had a great caddy. And and, and we shot a video. We won five telly awards. So it was kind of crazy. You know, we, we, we finished editing that through the pandemic and then we built that relationship with the clients they're incredible and they come back to us and we were like what can we do next year and so we got really excited and we were like well let's see if we can kind of replicate what we've done but if we can do it remotely and work with remote crews and and all of this during that period of the first year and the second year colin has won his, his first major title and he, he'd gone from being tipped to be to kind of being Wow. Big things in golf. And so the next time we filmed them back in Las Vegas, we went there. I directed from my kid's bedroom. (laughs) Where we're talking to you today from. Exactly. Coming live from. And then we had Megan, who's doing the interviews in Brooklyn. We had the clients in Chicago. And then we had the remote casual team, stripped down casual team on location with the golfers. The piece that we did with Colin called Breaking Through was basically, you know, the story of how he broke through and what he did to get there in, you know, the first major win of his career. And then just kind of in general, like how he approaches golf and and life. And so that was like super successful for us. We're now working on a third year with Zurich, which is great because this was our first big brand of content campaign. We're also trying to bring in the Zurich voice into this and, you know, how do they set their clients up for success and kind of keep them on track and make sure that they get to the desired outcome, whatever that is for them. The one thing I'll say is that, and this is down to the organization of everyone, the client team, our internal team, casual films, everyone that kind of worked across the project is that, it's really exciting to see these people that you go, you don't know it, but you're super talented. Yep. And you've got like a huge career. Yep. And like, just relax and keep doing what you're doing. 
the great equalizer we've just been hearing throughout this is regardless of who you're making work for or how you're doing it is collaboration, relationships, trust. I mean, that's really just so thrilling to hear that those genuine connections are the things that end up making great work. Thank you so, so much for joining. This has been fascinating. So each episode, we love to close out with the same question, which is what is the most surprising thing you heard today from each other, if I may ask? That despite on the surface it looking like the roles that we do in the companies that we work at are pretty different I think there's a lot of synergy between how we work and kind of going back to your point a minute ago Sabrina I think whatever kind of work you're creating whether it's for commercial clients whether it's for artists whether it's you know for whoever boils down to you know human decency respect and trust I think that's how the best work comes out and I think it's really not necessarily surprising but heartening I would say to hear that um despite our two jobs being quite different, there's that sort of central thread throughout that's that's very similar. So I think that's that's a really nice thing to learn. Absolutely. I love that. Dave? I think the genuine excitement of you talking about having a goal and wanting to hit that holly and then, you know, with Abramovich kind of getting that with your team and jumping around the office, it's like, I think sometimes when you're on the outside looking in, uh, the business it's it's difficult to kind of understand because everyone does big black and white moody photos on LinkedIn and like win awards and it's like I'm never going to be that. But the thing is, everyone's the same, you know. Everyone has got insecurities. Everyone wants to to do something that they can't do. Everyone isn't sure if everything they're doing it is good enough or if it was the stuff that you're doing last year was better than this year and so on. It's that side of it which I always love to hear. Oh, what a wonderful way to wrap this up. Both of I'm so heartened by this conversation. Well, thank you so much again to you, Dave, and to you, Holly, for joining. It's been such a pleasure to have you both. And we're all so excited to see what comes next. I'm sure there's many projects coming along. So I encourage everyone to follow along with Fortune's work and we present. But for now, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been so nice to chat to both of you guys. Today's episode was produced by Dina Graham. Our editor is Alex Healy. Music is by Luciano Music Company. You can find us on all the social platforms at Teddy Awards. And I'm your host, Sabrina Dridge, and this is the Teddy Awards podcast. Teddy Awards.